Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. for joining in. We um, had a fun-filled pack weekend um, from the last time we did the show. Um, had the Mayweather fight. 
uh, Mayweather McGregor fight. Um, Miami Dolphins played, of course, preseason game. Um, college football kicked off with a, a couple of different teams coming on, but um, this this weekend, um, very big games coming up in the college football realm as you got uh, maybe the biggest one of them all, FSU, Alabama. So, you know, very interested to see what's going to happen with that. Um, that will be a primetime game that will happen uh, 8 o'clock. Um, you know, UM, of course, plays against Bethune-Cookman. So be on the lookout for that, and that's a 12:30 game. You got University of Florida taking on Michigan, um, but I definitely want to speak about local football. Todd, what's going on? Nothing much. What's going on? Nothing much. Got to give you a uh, big congrats on um, you and the Deerfield Bucks knocking off Carroll City. I definitely want to hear more, a little more about that. <laughs> yeah, that was a big win for the program. I know. Um... Kansas City has a, you know, year in and year out uh, considered a top team, not only in the state of Florida, but in the nation. And for us to go and finally take a step forward in this championship run we're trying to put together, that was a a huge win. Both defenses played well. Um, Surprisingly, our defense only gave up 80 yards total. Oh, really? um, Yeah, to Kansas City. Um, Like I said, who at some point, that high-power offense is going to get going, and um, it's just not going to be on us. But <laughs> they uh, they they came to play, we came to play, and the difference was two field goals that we okay. made. So it was it was an all-out game. It rained for three quarters, so you know our kids was was happy and sad about that. But you know they <laughs> fans that say they got what they wanted out the deal, so. It was a pretty good talent showcase. And then the following day, um, Cardinal Gibbons went down and and, and pretty much manhandled uh, Southridge, which was kind of surprising. But um, uh, that Broward talent is finally starting to show through. Yeah, it's, it's, we've been lacking it for some time. Now, I can't say we've really been lacking it, but the spotlight has been on Dade, um, on uh, Miami-Dade County and their players, especially when it comes to football. You know, if you didn't go the same time as – uh, in Broward County, you're probably not getting a lot of looks at Thomas American Heritage. But um, talk about, you know, um, what, uh, first and foremost, what position are you um, coaching over there at Deerfield? Well, I'm the receivers coach uh, right now, and I help out wherever is needed. But, um, yeah, pretty much basically I'm with the receivers. Okay, all right. So now just from your standpoint right now, what was uh, your game plan for your receivers? Well, I knew, you know, coming to, into the game, we wanted to establish the run because, like I said, Carroll City has an outstanding um, young man. I don't know his name, number 22. This kid is – at some point I'm going to look his name up and figure it out because that kid is going to be really well on the next level. <laughs> and so they have a number 21 who's who's pretty, you know, pretty awesome player as well. And we wanted to try to get them back on their heels and try to make them uh, respect the run. But my thing to them being that this is our first game as coach and player, you know, the difference between a player that sticks in college football and a player that just goes to get a degree, as a receiver, you have to learn how to block. And I think they didn't understand that until, you know, 
you in that situation, you know, like I tell them all the time, one thing an older guy told me, uh, matter of fact, it was Frank Sanders who played for Dillard. When mm-hmm. I was on the practice squad in Baltimore, he um, he was there with me, and, and he was seeing me go out there and block, but he was like, it's too much of an effort. He said, what you have to do is make sure your ball is just between the man and the ball. He said, if if you can keep yourself between the man that's running the ball and keep your man on the opposite side, you did your job. And, you know, I try to teach them that, of course, a lot of the young guys are stuck in their own ways. But <laughs> after three quarters of the rain, they finally started to figure it out and see that let's not make it hard. Let's make this, you know, as easy as possible. But if my hands are on you without holding, you can't make the play. And, True. you know, I just try to teach them over and over again how to play smart football instead of, you know, working hard but also prepare them for the next level. But, of course. But, of course, and, you know, you've been on the different levels, so, you know, you definitely know what it takes to get there. And, you know, those odds and ends and tricks of the game to um, make it easier for these guys. So um, talk to me a little bit about um, the game plan in general um, for for the team as a whole um, as far as preparation for Carroll City and, you know, knowing the magnitude. I know, you know, you guys had a lot of support out there, even with the rain and everything. You know, that was definitely one of those games that it was a must-see. So what was the game plan um, from the team's perspective? Well, I think the most important thing was to get our guys not to buy in to playing at trash power. Like a lot of times, like I remember my first game as a junior, we played Miami Northwest. <clears throat> and a big part of the reason why we lost, we lost the game before it started. Like, a lot of guys were so caught up in, oh, this is Miami Northwestern, so they forgot we we have a football game. And right. once we figured it out as a team, it was already too late because we made a late push in the third and fourth quarters, but they had jumped out on us. I mean, they only ended up beating us by, like, four points, but if we would have had the mentality we had coming out of halftime from the beginning of the game, then, you know, it could have possibly been – a different ball game, but, you know, when you have young guys, and this is a different generation. Like, we didn't have the Twitter. We didn't have the Facebooks. We didn't have the um, Snapchat, the IGs. We didn't have any of that to where right. if I if I play for BA, I can't send you anything if you play for Northwestern because at the end of the day, how? Right. <laughs> I mean, we didn't have emails. You know, I'm just showing my age. We didn't even have cell phones to make this happen. And I'm not going to beep, send another guy a beeper message, I mean, to call me or something. <laughs> and now we're talking trash over the pay phone. So it's like it's a lot of different avenues. But once they come down after the first drive and they was able to see that they can play with Cal City, then our guys definitely bought in to what Coach Glenn was selling. And from that point on, we just played lights out. And then that's what's up. Like I said, you guys um definitely opened some eyes, I'm sure, with um taking Carroll City down. And now who's who's in your district that uh you have to face? Well, just we 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 have a pretty mm, I'm trying to see how I can put it. <laughs> I think I think I think district wise like we play a few teams out of um out of Palm Beach. Okay. Like Atlantic, um uh Boynton Beach. 
we play those teams. We play Ely. Um, but, you know, we have the more so big boys like the St. Thomas. Okay. You know, when is and that? That's, and that's, if I'm not mistaken, I don't have the schedule with me right in front of me, but it might be in the middle of the season. So in like the next four weeks, okay. Um, okay. we should be getting ready to play them guys. Um, speaking of a big game, Saturday, tomorrow we leave to go to New Jersey. Okay. And we're going to play um, St. Joseph out of New Jersey, which they're like the number 18, 15-something team in the nation right now. So if we can pull back-to-back wins off against them, you know, and we beat Kara City, that would be huge for Deerfield Beach High School. I mean, you know, let's call it what it is. High school football is now just as the recruiting process is college. So to get yes. younger guys to buy into your program and come to your school, you actually need wins like this. So, you know, to for us to go up there and even be invited to something like this is huge for um Deerfield. Right. And you know, we have to go up there and make a statement and show that that Cal City game wasn't a fluke that, you know, in the state of Florida that we for real. So Very true. Very true. Now, now let me ask you this, um, because I, I see it a lot, you know, when I'm just scrolling through social media, you know, um, what age, at what point um, is the age cutoff or should be the cutoff for Optimus football into high school football? And that's saying JV football. I won't even jump to varsity because there's not a lot of kids that come from Optimus ready to go right on the varsity team, you know, as a percentage-wise, it's just not a huge percentage, I don't think. But what what would you say is, the, is that cutoff age for Optimus football? Like, at what age is it too old for you to be participating in Optimus football? I'm going to be honest. I think in order to make high school football, JV football back what it was, I think once a student enters high school, I think they shouldn't be able to play Little League football anymore. Because you take away from the JV footballs by those guys being able to play. Because a lot of the top guys in ninth grade and even some in tenth grade, those guys still playing optimist football, which a school might not know what they have on their campus. But next year, you see this kid that was on your campus for a whole year now at St. Thomas. Right. You know, and you had no idea that this kid can even play, but. You know, if you was to say, okay, once you get to high school football, you can't play, then I think it definitely would change the game of how of how it's being ran and even the numbers because, like I said, just looking at the Fort Lauderdale Hurricanes, they have a, a JV team by itself. <laughs> I mean, them kids are national champions with 300-pound D linemen. Like, come on, right. man, that's that's – and, and they all been swept up by the St. Thomas's, the Shemonards, the Cardinals, right. even even Carroll City top running back, uh, Cam. Cam is from Broward. Wow. So, and, and he's attending Carroll City. And he's a and he's one of the best running backs in the nation. Not wow. just in the state of Florida. He's like like in the nation. And then to top it off, you got. Miami um, Central, they have a Broward running back. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? And these kids are not just no slouches. These are real deal kids that can go to a Dillard, to a Dillfield, to 
even a St. Thomas to a BA to somewhere where they don't have to go so far or they don't have to feel like that's the only way that they're going to get noticed if they believe in, in Brock County football. And I think that goes back to us and Cardinal Gibbons taking care of business last weekend. Very true. And and that's 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 kind of odd that, you know, I mean, living in Broward and going all the way to Miami to go to school to play football, you know, that's 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 a commute on anybody, you know what I mean? It, it truly is. But what would, you know, I mean, what would make somebody – I know Fort Lauderdale Hurricanes have a excellent programs. Um, their youth league is – I mean, it's an excellent program from what I've been seeing and what I've been hearing. Some of their players do go – into high school and do make it to the varsity level. Am I correct when I make that statement? Yes, they do. So they uh, now are these kids, um, and I know there's a, there's some incoming freshmen. So that means they're coming into the game already a step ahead of the game. So are and they're a proper age. I would I would say. Mhm. So if they a are. program yeah. like yeah, right, a program like that, um. You know, obviously like that, and clearly either these kids are super-duper athletic or they they are being taught the right fundamentals and ways to play the game because if they're able to leave Optimus and step on a high school campus and make the varsity team, I think that says a lot from the program that they came from as well. Yeah, I think I think, I think uh, the Hurricanes do a really good job of um, coaching the higher level teams, the higher age teams, but I think what it is, and this is just my personal opinion, I'm not um, part of the hurricane organization, so I don't know, but if you look at where the majority of those players go, they don't go to the Dillers. They don't go to the BAs. Those kids go to Carroll City. Those kids go to Miami Central. Those kids go to Seminars, St. Thomas, those kids go to American Heritage. Like, to start off, though, you got to think, those kids go to middle school at William Dandy, at Lock right. Hill Middle School, at Parkway Middle School. I mean, middle schools that have assigned high schools, which means that we are losing out on good players because of, to be honest, just the day and age of, of the athletes that, that, you know, are different than we were. Like, I feel like, and and once again, this is my opinion, I feel like there's no loyalty when it comes to sports anymore. No, and definitely not. I remember when I played Little League football, my mom wasn't going to change me from the Fort Lauderdale Barracuda to Lake. She told me that. And right. so in my mind, either I was going to be sad about it or I was going to give it everything I got. And nowadays, a player can be, the greatest thing since sliced bread, and then you'll see with the Hurricanes this year, with uh, Lotta Hill this next year, with the Miami Ravens next year, and it just keeps going. And and the crazy part is those things translate to high school. Yes. I mean, to see players start out at, at BA, um, some young guys I know, and now I went to a football game uh, Ely and, and, and uh, Shanahan just to see those same guys who I know that was raised in certain programs, you know, those people move on, but in my mind you know, you have to be loyal at some point you know, that's the only way you're going to get better 
very true. And I mean, I've seen it over the years too, where you know there 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 has became a lack of pride in the high school that you attend. You know, um, back when you know we were playing and coming up, you know there was a sense of pride in whatever school you went to, and you know you really took initiative to protect your school's name at the end of the day. But now, I mean, with these kids being able to go where they want, how they want, as long as they can get there, if if the school is under-enrolled, you know, it, it just sets up the recruiting game so easily. And, and you do, you know, to me, it handicaps a lot of coaches, and that's not just on a football level. You know, that's for any sport. Because if you're able to go out and get top-notch athletes, you know, into your program, and we're talking about on the high school level, how much do you have to teach them? You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, with high school, I mean, it, for basketball, I know for sure, it takes you about three to four Division One athletes to win a state championship on the girl side. I can't speak for the boys' side, but on the girl side. Um, and if you're able to just create a, a monstrous powerhouse and just recruit all the players you want, it's not a lot of coaching that you have to do, which in, in my eyes, actually hurts the player because they don't get to learn the actual verbiage, the language that's needed at the next level, although they'll get there. But once they get there, they're going to be behind the eight ball. So, you know, do you see, foresee that on, on uh, the side of football as well? Yeah, I do. Because what it's also doing is teaching our kids and, and, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be one sided here. You know, a lot of our um, a lot of our minority athletes are some of the better athletes. Yes. But when you go to the minority schools, like whereas there's more black coaches or there's more black population at the school, whereas you go to the St. Thomas's, to be honest with you, the expectation of those players is different. Very much because so. of the the programs, the the so-called, and I won't use this word, the N-word ball. And mm-hmm. when you go to the schools that so-called play this N-word ball, they may have some exceptional athletes, but because of the they the the outside looking in, they see there's no structure, there's not anything compared to the St. Thomas or the American Heritage. Then you know it is 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 tough because just like you said. We have to start teaching our kids certain things that we forgot that makes them successful, not only on the field but in life in general. And Absolutely. you can't run, you can't run from everything. You if, mm-hmm. if times get tough, you can't run. But like you have to sit there and fight it out. Um, you know, just talking to some of the guys on the team. One of the guys um, signed a scholarship to go to Illinois, and you know, I'm talking to him. And just from conversation, unless he gets it, he's not going to get it because he doesn't understand. Yeah, he is he is the man at that school, but they're going to get the man at your position at every school. And right. when you get there, you're going to see a guy your size, your height. And like I told you before, that guy ain't there to be your friend. <laughs> He's not because at the end of the day, all he has to do is one thing better than you, and now your whole college career is over. And then this one, we come back to, oh, I don't want to play here. I can transfer. That's bullcrap. Like, find some fight in yourself. Find some heart. Find some build character as a man. Like, and then on the basketball court, build character as a young woman. 
It's like my this is my daughter first year running track, and I'm trying to take it easy on her because I don't want to I don't want to make force her away from something that she like doing. I finally found something that she loves to do, but okay. I have to back off because she's not built how we are built. Right. Like, she she runs track, but my daughter doesn't run track. She runs track not to get tired. I had never heard of that before. <laughs> so when you tired, you 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 shut down. And she basically told me, yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, wow, I never heard that before because I know players right now that give 110 percent just to say that that they did it. Right. And when you look at like back to the N word ball. A lot of our better athletes, our baby, our, we put them on a different pedestal and it doesn't help them transition. And um, just like you were saying before, it just doesn't, you know, the teaching, the teaching is just not there. Like like that firm hand, like that firm hand to keep everybody in place, just to, to make them be better men, better women, young ladies, just make them see something different, not make them, not live your life through them, but give them your life from your perspective to help them become better at whatever they want to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I totally agree with that. And um, I'll tell you this, good luck to you guys going up um to New Jersey this weekend, facing off with uh, one of the top teams in the nation. You know, hey, bring that dub back to Broad County. You know, we got to yeah, put Broad County on the map. <laughs> We sure need it too. <laughs> yeah, we can't just depend on St. Thomas and uh, American Hatters to keep us there. So we get this talent across the board in Broward County, especially on the football field. You know that'll be that'll definitely be a good thing. Um, and I agree. Just on the subject of football, um, South Florida beat San Jose State um, this past weekend, forty-two to twenty-two. Now, you know, we did touch briefly on South Florida last last week on the show. Um, what do you foresee with their program um, with, with that victory? I know they played against San Jose State, but, you know, as far as – and we're talking talent here because there's a lot of talent in South Florida. So what do you see from their program coming up? Well, I think if they let Charlie Strong – if they just give him the opportunity – to do what Charlie Strong can do, then I see South Florida, another Florida top 25 team, because just looking at the quarterback that they have, I mean, this young man, they were even talking about the Heisman conversation, Whoa. you know, with this young fella. Like, he's not he's not there yet, but just to say, hey, we could possibly put this kid in the run because of what he brings, I mean, huh. that's, that's huge. So, you know, it's just, just – Looking at the potential, like you said, that we have, and we have so many good athletes. We have so many schools. I seen something on ESPN the other day that caught my attention with Florida that I personally didn't know, and that was the state of every head coach for a major Florida university has either played, coach, have won a national championship. So. Oh. I don't know what that stands for, but I know as a as a young player, that means a lot to me because I know I'm not going to no foolishness. What I know is he may not have played in one, but he won, which means he know how to win, which me personally, I, would, I love to win. So 
if I can win, that's where I'm going to go. I I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. And you know, um, the rest of the heavy hitters in uh in Florida are playing this weekend too. FIU, I believe, is going up to Orlando to play. Um, of course, the big game that everybody's you know basically talking about, waiting for FSU, Alabama, and uh, you got Florida against Michigan, and um, University of Miami is taking on Cookman um, at 12.30 on Saturday. So, I mean, Saturday is going to be a fun-filled day. I know people go out, watch Little League games, but, you know, Saturday is the day that everything really is about to kick off. And, you know, like you guys said last week, um, Miami should go ahead and crush that game. I don't know what um, Cookman have to say about that, but the Florida-Michigan game, you see that being a, a tough one for them to pull out, or is it something that they can't pull out? I think it's something that they put they 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 can't pull out, but more so, I think it's something that that Florida has to put out. I think the reason why Florida has to pull that that win out because of the direction that their program supposed to be going. Like you know, year in year out, we used to see the Gators as top 10 every single yeah. year and you know with a couple transfers at quarterback but on the flip side of that with them quarterbacks they losing players for some reason like six players I think can't play in the, um in this game and that's mm-hmm. been Florida's Achilles heel is that some of their best athletes are troublesome like you know you you want to go against a team like Michigan, but to go against a team like Michigan, you want to have all your bullets in the gun. Right, and yeah. And, <laughs> you, you know, for a program that's, that's searching for that signature win, for a program that's, that's never only one play from being in the national championship or even being in the SEC championship, it's like this would be huge for Florida. And once again, we're talking about recruiting. The kids that's leaving from Florida that's going to Michigan, that's a recruiting tool. I mean, hey, look what we did, look what they did, you know, and, and let's go from there. But it's just it's just funny how, you know, we having this conversation about the University of Florida when like five years ago, six years ago, Florida was always in the top conversation. But now it's just like maybe they do, maybe they don't. But <laughs> Definitely interested to see, and again, like I said, that that heavy hitter game, you know, what everybody waiting for is, um, you know, Nick Saban and and Roll Tide against FSU. So, you know, it'll be it'll be very very interesting of what happens in that game. You know, I, I really think that game sets the tone for the college football season. I mean, you know, Alabama always keeps a stick over there. They always have a powerhouse. So, for the sake and not the off. Right out the gate, you know that that definitely, um, I think puts their program at an elite status. But if we've seen Saban and his teams in the past, you know they can lose and they come back with a vengeance. Oh yeah, most definitely. And and another funny stat is that Nick Saban, when they play in these little kickoff classics, they average margin of victory is twenty four. So <laughs> you know one thing about him. His team is ready. Now, I would been waiting for this meeting, even if both teams was 0-10. And, and the reason why is because I think that Jimbo 
and I think that Nick Saban are two of the not only the best recruiting coaches, but I think these are two of the best coaches in college football, period. So just to see these two minds, you know, put to the test, it's going to be very interesting. I think as a Florida State fan, I'm just curious to see what our defensive coordinator is going to do because I feel he is our weak link on the team because I don't think that as a big-time college football program, you have a defensive coordinator, and this is just my personal opinion, that cannot adjust on the fly. To me, I don't understand how you can be a a big-time college football coordinator and you can't adjust on the fly. I mean, maybe that's just me and my misunderstanding, but the way I see it, you should be able to know everything the other team is doing. You get paid a pretty decent amount of money to be able to (laughs) dissect this offense, so it shouldn't be a reason you have to go into halftime losing and then make adjustments and come out of halftime and try to come back from 24 points down every game. So, you know, hopefully it doesn't happen that way because, you know, I'm a Florida State fan, and I'm, I will definitely turn the TV um, <laughs> if it happens that way because I would be in New Jersey. We play at 1 o'clock, and our game should be over about 4. So I know once our game is over, I will be tuned in with my Florida State shirt on in New Jersey <laughs> ready to watch the game. And, any, and a good coach is kind of um, – judged on their ability to adjust and make adjustments on the fly. So when you said that, I mean, do, do does Jimbo keep that coordinator intact knowing that these are the things that need to be done? If you want to win a national championship, you got to have somebody that that's definitely strong on that suit. Am I correct? Oh, my Todd, you there? Hello? Yeah, you here? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry. Okay. No, um, no, no problem. I think that as a Florida State fan, I think that's what we have been going wrong at since we had um, Jameis Winston. I think that ever since Jameis Winston left and, you know, we was down the majority of the game. Somehow, some way, he worked his match and we came back. But I feel like kids are tired of being in that situation. And, Zimbo, you got a decision to make. You know, I, maybe this guy knows something about you that you don't want to get out to the public. So whatever it might be, you're going to have to get rid of this guy, man. If, if we start off like last year, then we in trouble. Hey, I, I'm with you all day long on that. So Saturday, you know, like I said, it's going to be fun filled. Um, college football is, is, is here and in stride. You got some nice lineups happening, some great matchups. So, Definitely interested to see that. Um, this week coming up, uh, it finalizes the NFL's uh, preseason schedule also, and then the following week it kicks into opening season, opening games, I'm sorry, of the season. Um, the Dolphins do play tomorrow um, at 8 o'clock against uh, Minnesota Vikings, so looking forward to seeing what Mr. Cutler and the offense is going to do. You know, they looked pretty good out there uh, last week when I watched that game. They really did. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm happy about that, and I want to definitely see what, what's going to happen and what gets brought to the table. Um, but right now we're going to shift the gear totally to what everybody's been waiting for anyway. 
that Mayweather McGregor fight. Um, oh you my know, God! <laughs> you know, <laughs> did, did did the hype? Did they live up to the hype, or did they disappoint? What what, what which one are you going with? You know what? I'm gonna be honest, and I think we all on the show was talking pretty much talking about the same thing. I mm-hmm. think for what it's worth, I think for my expectations, it 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 definitely hit it right on the head for me. It it made me if if first of all, I feel like real sport real sports fans was cheated cuz I don't feel like Conor McGregor had a chance like from from the word go. Floyd fit, um switched up his fighting style, became the attacker which I personally had never seen Floyd do that, but just nope. to see him attack Conor McGregor like that after, you know, Conor came out, they gave, they basically gave him the first three rounds, and then after that, it was all hell. So it was like <laughs> watching the bully finally get beat up, you know, but we're in the world of, of money, so, you know, to go take a beating for money, hey, you do what you got to do, because that's your job, you know, you do what you have to do, but I just feel like as a sports fan, and, and Florida's 50 and 0, and I take my hat off to him because no matter what the situation is, it's hard to win 50 times and not lose no times in anything. Yes. So for, for him to have that on his record, my hat go off to that to that man because that's tough. Like only the Dolphins can say they actually did that as a team sport. And besides that, I can't name another individual that um, put up stats like that in their perspective, um, individual sports. So my hat's off to him. But yeah. that fight had to be a joke of all jokes, man. That's kind of McGregor ain't stand. He ain't stand a chance. You, you like, know he what? Stand a it, chance. It, it boiled down to, um, I think, you know, what he had to do, what, what McGregor had to do was market the hell out of this fight. And he did that. You know what I'm saying? He he caused the controversy. You know, every every time the press was on him, you know, he stood up in the paint as far as that. Because at the end of the day, you know, we talked about this last week. It's no way that this MMA fighter, UFC fighter, whatever you want to call it, is going to stand toe-to-toe with a boxer. And then we're talking about one of the greatest boxers to ever box in this game. I just didn't foresee. I just didn't foresee it. And you can see when he got gassed, because he did, and it goes back to Floyd with with his conditioning. I mean, the guy's in excellent shape. He's in great shape. Yeah. He looked damn good. I get him Yeah. That. Yeah. And, and, I mean, to think that, was McGregor going to knock him out? Nah. I mean, if he would have got lucky and caught a shot, because he did hit Floyd with an uppercut that, you know, that probably shook him up a little bit. But after that, he seemed like he took every punch McGregor threw at him. Yeah. He he, he took a lot, man. That's why I say it's, I'm, I'm actually, like, it made me more of a, like, man, Floyd can fight type because you actually seen his skill of boxing and as a and as a sports fan, you gotta love it. Like you gotta love the best at their, you know, respective sport. You gotta love seeing them do what they do, no matter what the circumstances are. But Conor McGregor, 
if you're listening, and I hope <laughs> you are, you, I mean, he did the, the greatest marketing job probably damn near in sports history. I'm telling you. I mean, you. you got more than double, triple, whatever you would have made in, in, in the MMA uh, a UFC. Absolutely. So my, Absolutely. I, yeah, I, I definitely take my hat off to you because without that mouth or without selling it, <laughs> and you following Floyd Lee, and then you got to respect that because they're two smart businessmen. Yes, sir. And, you know, but you didn't have a chance, though. Like, like we talked about last week, he never fought over five rounds. Like, right. Floyd fights 12 rounds. That's practice. You can't say, okay, I'm going to start practicing 12 rounds today, and I'll be ready by the end of the year. But I'm going to do this against somebody that has been fighting 12 rounds since he was like 10. Right. Like, <laughs> yes. How is that possible? You're going to give him a good, what you gave him, a good three rounds, because that's what you're used to. Yes. But then yes. after that, it was all downhill. You was tired. Your energy was down. And you started taking a pounding from a defensive fighter, so-called defensive yeah. fighter. So that goes to show you that he almost knocked you out. Like, yeah. I'm talking about not even a TKO. He almost knocked you out. Right. Like, you was it, two seconds that, away from, yeah. from from getting on that mat. And it's like, you got to respect. And he does. And I know he does. And I know him and Floyd want to celebrate together with all that money they made. But, <laughs> you know, like I said, I don't fault any of them for doing what they did. Because if I, if I ever had the opportunity, I would, if I could do it in my perspective sport. But. You know, a lot of people was upset about the fight. I, I, don't, I don't even see why you would get upset when one person is a boxer, the other one is not. It, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, the only other person I could think of that is undefeated when it comes to championships is Michael Jordan. He's 6 and on the finals. Yeah. He's 6 and on yeah, the finals. MJ. That's it. Yeah, I mean, MJ. MJ is. He's huh? undefeated now. Yeah, he undefeated in the finals. Bottom line, you cannot take that away from him. When he's in the finals, yeah, can't. that guy's winning. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You you most definitely right about that. I damn sure I'm not not sure how I could do that, but I forgot about that. Yeah, but no, I mean that, that guy's another, winning. Yeah, he's a winner, proven, mm-hmm. like proven, proven winner. But you know, even even with MJ and what he did, you know, and when you listen to people make the unfair comparisons to LeBron, oh man, like you can't, that's you can't do it. Like that that guy had the will of he wasn't gonna lose. I don't care <laughs> who you put in front of what you did, he wasn't gonna lose. And I think that's Floyd Mayweather's mentality. Mayweather yeah. knows for sure that no matter who you put in front of him, no matter what happened that he was going to get that 50 and 0 regardless. And he picked the perfect person to make all the money that they can possibly make. And I, like I said, I don't fault him at all. Exactly. Can't. How can you? How can you? You know, and, and back to what you're saying about, you know, the unfair comparison to Le- with LeBron and MJ, it's very unfair because, you know what, I mean, as soon as before LeBron even stepped into the NBA, the pressure was on him to win, period. I mean, before yep. he even touched the NBA court, 
he was expected to put Cleveland on his back, take him to the finals and win. And he actually took him to the finals in his early years. I mean, they got blew out. Granted, he got swept, but MJ brought to the table, and I don't know if anybody's going to top that because that's, that's, that's one hell of a legacy to, to live up to. It really is. And you got to think, MJ stepped away from the game for like two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's why it's not even that's why it's not even for anybody to say anything besides compare yourself to who you are and leave that LeBron and Jordan stuff alone, man. Right. They better get out of here. Like, <laughs> I got all the respect in the world for the King. King James, my kids know him. He's their Michael Jordan. Right. But you know, when when you look at it, and when that kid is all said and done in his own way, he's going to yeah. possibly be in his the own greatest. life. The yeah. greatest basketball player ever. And I mean, yeah. you can't, it's just something that you can't argue because yeah. like I said, and, and, and this is what a lot of us have to understand is, you know, my son and my daughter, all they know is up until this point is Barack Obama as president. Right. So to them, their views on the world are different from our views on the world. Correct. And when you say Michael Jordan was the best to ever do it, I remember one of the kids at my school was like, what was, what sport did he play? <laughs> what? You got on $200 Michael Jordan basketball shoes. But you, you don't even know. What sport did this man play? <laughs> like. I, but hey, it's just a different breed of kids. I know he meant well, but dog, man, don't disrespect the name like that. Yup, like, hey, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> it happens more than more than we want to admit, but it does happen. Yup, it really does Absolutely. happen. But you know, but you know, it's just good to see um, Floyd go out the way he did. You know, and I oh, personally sure. hope that that was his last fight. And um. He put on the show. He gave us what everybody has been wanting from Floyd Mayweather for the past 49 fights, and we've seen him do it. We've seen him not take the hits this time. We've seen him go and punish somebody, which yeah. in my mind was very impressive, like very, very impressive. But to everybody out there that was sad about the fight, I'm, I mean, once again, maybe it's just me, but I'm not sure why you would be sad when you already <laughs> knew what type of fight this is going to be. Yeah. I mean, if, if you expected anything different, then I'm sorry for you. Right. But You know how people go, though. They they live off hopes and dreams. That's that's what we do. So, you know, just hoping that the guy loses, that's one thing. You know, if you don't like somebody because of your own personal vendetta or your own personal view of why you don't like somebody, you still can't take away from the skill that the man brings to yep. the sport. You know what I'm saying? So personal feelings got to be left aside. Um, and, and with that being said, we're definitely going to wrap it up on that note. We'll be back Wednesday um, for Sports Talk again. Todd, again, want to wish you guys luck going out to New Jersey, safe travels, and handle business up there, man. Definitely go out there and handle your business. All right. Thank you very much. And once, you know, like you said, Wednesday, we'll talk about the good and the bad, the ugly, but most importantly, I hope we'll be talking about another win for Deerfield. So, all right. All right. All right. Looking forward to it. Wrap it up. Yes, sir. Be safe.
Night, night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.